Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the SCB Steelers podcast presented by Deck Roofing Incorporated of South Florida. We are very, very proud to be part of the Variety Sports Network. And, of course, the show originates from the Bradshaw Bourbon Studios. And uh, <laughs> this this very this comment that just came up, uh, for some Thanks, reason, I, I couldn't wait for this podcast. <laughs> George, let me tell you, man, if we did this show on the same night, as as games or or even within the first couple nights after games uh i i think we'd probably be banned from the internet um i i can't even begin to tell you so we we build it up all week we try to relax we try to catch our breath we try to find some uh uh rational feelings and then we let it out of course the alcohol that we have on this particular show um probably doesn't help with that but uh anyway welcome scarps welcome ben ian is in the midst of technical difficulties and uh will be with us shortly and uh so with that said let's just get to the important thing what what are we drinking tonight scarps what are you having this evening um it's a uh, southern tier pumpkin um it's pretty good it's pretty heavy pumpkin beer pumpkin beer is that yeah pumpkin is that what i heard yeah, Southern Tier Pumpkin. I don't know. It's like nine percent. It's it's oh, good. It's I, not I, uh, yeah, not Southern my tier. favorite. Love it's packs of wallop, but you can only drink like one of them. Yeah, that's that's why pumpkin that's beer. A, that's the key. You start off with the pumpkin, and then you work your way to the Surge White Claws. Okay, ah, <laughs> okay. There we go. And uh, Ben, what do you got going tonight? Uh, Redemption High Rye Bourbon. Oh, Redemption is good. It yeah. is. Yeah, and uh, Bat Squatch, which is. Uh, uh, a I venereal sh- disease. Shoots <laughs> makes this. Who the fuck makes this? Rogue. Rogue Brewing makes this, and it's a, it's a hazy. It's really tasty. Rogue uh, is a it's a good one. Not I, not quite nine percent. I think it's like six point seven. Uh, okay. Yeah. Joe's so on they, the Coca Cola tonight. Apparently, Coca Cola for Joe. We respect that. We respect that. Ian is uh, uh, a big fan of Pumpkin. He says. Drink it in a glass with cinnamon on the rim. Where the fuck is Ian? Well, he, he's updating that. He must be on his phone. All uh, right, that's fine. Uh, yeah, and for, it, it, maybe Freak will be right about this. It's throwing some love to yeah, that. Yeah, that high rye bourbon is really tasty. It, it is. It is good. It, yeah. it is. It just is. And um, I I am sticking to the brand tonight. I still got a little bit of my brand. I got to buy another bottle. I, I've got one in reserve, but um, I have one. I have a couple in reserve. Well, you've got I, an emergency one. I would call that a drastic emergency one. Yeah, like I'm not Super drinking Bowl, um, Super Bowl victory type emergency. I've got a batch number two. I've got a batch number one. I don't oh, there you go. One of okay. them, to be honest with you. So, okay. Batch 12 is the one we're waiting on. Uh, Wayne says he's got a yingling. I actually have a yingling uh, uh, like down yingling. at my feet here in the little refrigerator. That Haven't I'll had be, any uh, dinglings in a while. Wrapping open soon. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's get to it. Uh, people are not here to listen to us talk about alcohol. Well, maybe a little bit. <laughs> a little. But um, Ryan, right now, we are two and two. Um, what is your one biggest concern with this team still having 13 games left in 2023 um 
I think my Lots biggest to choose from. Yeah, I th- <laughs> this, and, and this isn't this isn't necessarily. I'm just gonna say it. My concern is that they're gonna give up and they're just gonna mail it in. And and like in all week, I, you know, all week I kept yeah. I kept hearing that well, Mike Tomlin's never had a losing season, and oh, and he gets the most out of his team. And we are in an uncharted territory for Mike Tomlin. This is his first opportunity to really make to really do something without Ben. And I know he had it in 2019, but that mm-hmm. was because of injury. But this is a, this is you know he is not Ben has not been here the last two years. Uh-huh. Last year was sort of a wash. You didn't know what you were getting with Pickett. They brought in Mitch, and then this year they had a whole off season to prepare. They supposedly built up the line, and everybody sucks. Not everybody, but most of the team sucks. And they just got destroyed by a very, very young and inexperienced Houston Texans coaching staff and team. And the body language is negative. The heart isn't there. The stones aren't there. And I'm not talking about Mick Jagger. Okay, this team is if and we'll talk about this later, but this team is one ass kicking away from just completely mailing it in. And we're talking six and 11, seven and 10 type of season. Before I throw it to Ben, this is that's what worries me, because we all know the way Harbaugh is operating. John Harbaugh would love nothing better than to give that ass kicking. Um, now I, 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 we'll talk about our predictions much later in the show, but he, he would, he, he, this is a guy that once went for uh, a fake PAT when he was up by like 30 on us many years ago. If you yeah, guys might remember going for two so, and they're up by 30. Yeah. So wouldn't shock me, uh, Ben, what, what is your, your biggest concern here, um, with, with this team, uh, the coordinators, man, and, and and it's not just Canada. I, I mean, Matt Canada, that's that's a lost cause, and I don't, I you know, you, there are all kinds of rumors they're going to fire him at the buy, blah blah blah. I, I I just don't see it. I I'll, I'll be very surprised, mm-hmm. I, pleasantly surprised, I should say, if they were to fire Matt Canada in season. I'd love it because the guy should be fucking fired. He should have been gone in January, as we've talked about yeah. Yeah. repeatedly. Um, but I just don't see him going anyplace. And uh, Terrell Austin's not much better, man. Uh, yep. He's he's not calling good games. Mm-mm. His team is not is not well coordinated. I don't. Um, I'm sorry. I was going to look this up today. The new inside linebackers coach is apparently doing a terrible job because Cole Holcomb's getting pushed around, and he's showing. Aaron he's Curry. showing. Aaron Curry, he's showing yeah. blockers his side to try and get past them, and they're just showing him. He's getting blocked by wide receivers. Yeah. He weighs yeah. 240 pounds. He's getting blocked by wide receivers that are shoving him out of the way. I'm like, dude, that guy weighs 180 pounds, and he just tossed you. You've got to be fucking kidding me. To be fair, T.J. Watt also got tossed by John Meachie as well. He did. And that's he, very he, he didn't get tossed, to me. but he did get blocked. <laughs> it, it, I didn't. His effort wasn't great, and he took an inside gap, an inside uh, path. He did. The, Poor angle. The angle was bad. Yep. Anyway, but getting back to, to the point at hand, is it's just the coordinators. Um, I thought Isaac Samalu played better, a lot better last week mm-hmm. than I've seen him play this season. Um, 
Mason Cole is a mess. He is terrible. Um, when Dan Moore is going to be out for a while. <laughs> um, when he was in playing next to Sam Malu, Sam Malu looked worse than when Dan Moore left. Which I, I don't know if, if if they're communicating better because you got a rookie next to you and he's listening to you, or what this better they work better together. I don't know. I can't tell you. But when you've got two linemen on either side of you in Dan Moore and and Mason Cole who are playing as poorly as they're playing, it makes it difficult. Mm-hmm. And Salem Ali was much better, especially in the third quarter. I mean, he was just run blocking. He was way better. I mean, way. Because I think he could count on the guy to his left, and he just was like, eh, fuck it. I'm just going. Um, Ian, uh, yeah. Hi. How are you all? Hello. And uh, uh, as Jen was uh, ripping you a little bit, buddy, she said you're like a Boy Scout, always prepared. And she's I wasn't a Boy Scout, but I'm always prepared. Um, Except for tonight when my computer decided that it needed to update itself and do a full restart like five minutes before the show started. Never fails. I swear to God, these things know just when we're about to go live. It happens. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What's what's your biggest concern right now for the two and two Steelers of 2023? (sighs) Not that there was ever much of a chance. But mm-hmm. if you look at our current situation in the standings, if we had somehow won that game against Houston, we could have taken a loss against Baltimore and been three and two heading into the bye and been okay. Now, Baltimore's coming in at three and one. We're two and two. If we lose this game to Baltimore, we'll be two games behind them in the division. Not that there was much hope, but Cincinnati started slow, so you never know. Um, We'll be two games behind them in the division. Baltimore will have three road division victories under their belt and can pretty much cruise to the division title at this point in time. Um, And we'll be two and three heading into a bye week with some teams coming out of the bye that early or this year we thought might be easy, but now look pretty good, like going to – Los Angeles to play the Rams suddenly yeah. is like, oh shit, Aaron Donald's going to face Mason Cole the whole fucking game. We're fucked. <laughs> um, Cooper yep. Cup's back. Cooper Cup is back. Yeah. yeah, they've. And they got that rookie tearing it up too. Rookie and Tutu Atwell. And yeah, I mean, the, the Rams are playing pretty good right now. So, you know, it's it's not a great situation. Um, no. the, they just look like they have no heart. I mean, they just. They look like they're sleepwalking out there, and it's everybody. It's not just Najee the team. played pretty fucking well last week. He, well, oh yeah, he he did. Najee he Najee came to play. I mean, I and unfortunately yeah. the rest of the team didn't. But Najee and I don't know. Maybe maybe the trade rumor motivated him last week. You know, maybe he played better because of it. But Najee, congrats on having seventy yards, from former uh, first round hey. pick. Hey, I, I, he didn't have that many carries. He had five yards of carry. He had five yards carries. of carry. I'll take that right. with him. I will I take mean, that too. I will take that all day long from any back. I don't care who it is. They should have given the ball more if they wanted more yards. Um, and some of my concern too is just the body language that you see on the sideline and from the players. Like, you know, the, I think was it Brian Baldinger had a, a clip of yes. like Mason Cole, like Mason would have thrown his, his helmet. Yeah. yeah. And I know Mason off. Cole has sucked, but yeah, like, come on, that was know. a stupid call on fourth and one. It was can so you really, stupid. can yes. you blame Mason Cole for being pissed about that? That was stupid. But, no, but at least he only, had some fire, but not yeah. only Cole, right? but like, I mean, look at, Look at Mike Tomlin on the sideline. Like the look on his face was just like, just 
yeah, he was yeah. Just, like I've never seen him that I, like that... reserved to you know defeat. I guess. Uh, no, I, yeah. yeah. You know, speaking of that fourth and one, you know, <laughs> Cam Hayward. Sorry, Connor Hayward was was wide open on the play, and and honestly, Kenny could have just run for it if he just would have gone to his right. It was there. He could, it was it was a yard. Mm-hmm. It was just it was a stupid call, stupid execution, stupid all the way around, stupid. It 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 reminded me of the classic case of when a coordinator has something that works and tries to get cute to surprise the opponent and it blows up in your face. Do what works until it's stopped. They're not this is thank you Mark. This isn't yeah. this is my yes. other issue. They're not even that smart or witty. What they're doing <laughs> the the hubris is astronomical right. of this team they're yeah. just lining up and running their shit and being like we're just gonna do our stuff and see if you can stop it and not only is everybody fucking stopping it stopping our offense but our defense is doing the same thing they're like we're not gonna game plan for what you do well we're not gonna attack kendrick green with stunts and twists we're just gonna line up and run our stuff and see what happens and they're doing it on both sides of the ball ben said it earlier like both coordinators have been dog shit this year yeah. it's terrible but keanu benton okay and really I'm, I'm sorry i'm trying really i'm trying to be as positive as, as yes. i can after that ass whipping Keanu yep. benton if he does not lead the team in defensive line snaps next week it's a fucking travesty. Well, I think he, it'll be him and Ogan Joby. He was a stud. He was an absolute fucking stud this week. They kept running away from him, which was yeah. fine, whatever. That and they kept they kept running screens at us, and we couldn't stop it because we're stupid. Let, let me, uh, which becoming kind of a weekly feature here, but but well, I mean that's that's what you do if you you want to stop a pass rush, you run the ball well, you run the ball, you run the ball effectively. Sure, sure. Uh, you've established that and then you run some screens against that team and you you keep them honest oh they they i i think that offensive coordinator had an outstanding plan he had a, he, we, i i thought we, it was perfect and, and it he was, called stuff it was at the right time such a horrible fucking job of coaching by the steelers yeah. they were out coached terribly yeah and i'm sorry we we, and, we said we weren't going to get into this that much but yeah it's hard not to <laughs> ryan no, 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 guys, still there. We can go. Well, what I was going to say is, you know, we, we kind of get into this weekly thing, and, and let's face it, it's a quarterback-driven league. But I, I think in our discussions all week, guys, I, I don't think there's any doubt, and you can blame the lack of pass protection, the play calling, a lot of things. Kenny Pickett has regressed. I, I, I mean, yes. and I, 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 the spin move out of a fairly clean pocket on a fourth fairly? and one. It was fucking clean. Yeah, well, I'm trying to be fair. Uh, you know, and, and it, it, it's a regression. He, he is not looking nearly as confident. And, and I've said for two weeks now that when, when you aren't confident in what you're doing, you become afraid and, and you start to, to do things you don't normally do. And that's what he reminds me of. And hey, I, I think, I think the guys, you heard it from Najee this week and, and Pickett and it, they're saying the right things. They're doing the right things in front of the media and, and in front of their lockers. But for God's sakes, I, they don't look like they have any confidence. What are they going to say, Mark? Well, no, you, guys are, I, you guys are right. Our coordinator right. sucks. They should fire yeah. him. Are they really going to stand in front of a locker and say that and, and be well, the Chase Claypool of the, of the Pittsburgh Steelers? Of course not. 
course not. Yeah, but you're I, right. I, I will, I will say this. Wrong. You're right. They're not going to do that, and they shouldn't. That's fucking stupid. But I will say this. I would like to see someone maybe go off a little bit. Maybe a, like a T.J. Watt. J.J. Watt Get, going off on the on the Texans when he was still there. Remember that, well, that yeah. rant? Yeah. La, la, was it uh, two weeks ago now? Garrett Bowles for the Broncos came out and said, I'm he said, I'm tired of losing. Yes. Ever since I came here, all I've done is lose. And and like and I want to say this and I really and I want to I want to I want to emphasize this because it I do PR for a living. When a big ass grown ass offensive lineman is vulnerable and he presents himself as vulnerable and we know he's not vulnerable. We know he's tough as shit. And, yeah, and he yeah. just says, man, I'm just so fucking sick and tired of losing that carries weight, man. And you know what? The Broncos suck too. Don't get me wrong, but like yeah. they won last week, they were down by like 20 points, whatever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yes, you're right. And TJ Watts never won a goddamn thing in this league. He has zero playoff wins. Cam has one playoff win, and Boz has two playoff wins. None of these dudes have ever won anything as a Steeler. So if somebody, a name, doesn't even have to be TJ, but if a name gets up and says, you know what, we're not living up to the Pittsburgh Steelers standard. We're not living up to history. We need to fucking put lace up our boots bring our fucking lunch pail to work it beats somebody's ass because you know, what we're doing right now is not Steelers football and you right. know what everybody's tiptoeing around that they're like well it's not the coaches it's on us again this team has no heart it has no fire it has both. no stones what you're, what you're talking about right now is team leadership locker room leadership and i completely agree with you 100 somebody needs to stand up there there needs to be a players only meeting like they used to do all the time in the 2000s, they'd pull guys aside, you know, and it was just, they just talk. They'd talk shit out sometimes, you know, mm -hmm. sometimes they, mm -hmm. there was some pushing and shoving and whatever else, you know, that kind of thing happened, but they worked shit out and they came, they came together and got better as a team as a result. You know, there, there is one guy that does have a Super Bowl ring and, and I don't know what kind of person he is because he's so new and that's Isaac Suomalo. Um, I, you know, are, are people looking to him? Does he shy away from that type of thing? I, I don't know. I'm not trying to throw him under the bus. I'm not trying to put him out anywhere, but at least he's a guy who's done it. Well, TJ and, did win, did win defensive player of the year. Well, I, I, <laughs> and he is, he is a team captain. I'm, I'm just thinking out loud, but that, that no. probably that. Okay. That, that's fine. But I think you're I right. Think he has all. He has a, looking for that guy tj tj hasn't um had team success and and, and team goals are always right. bigger than individual goals right right we can all agree on this yes right so I, I agree with what you're saying ryan but his word should carry some weight again as you alluded to when you were talking before and he should speak up i agree well, with you well, one one quick thing and, and i'll stop for a while when t when when tj what was walking um Toward, to the locker room after the Raiders game, he said something like, you know, how about them fucking Steelers or something like that? And I laughed when I heard that because I'm like, what the, what the fuck are you even talking about right, about right now? Like, you beat a shitty Raiders team on the on, – I'm going to say on the road because there were more Steelers fans than Raiders <laughs> fans. But like, but, like, sometimes you don't have to talk. 
Like sometimes, like like mm-hmm. TJ Watt should not have to publicly say anything. So if you're talking about locker room leadership, he can say that behind closed doors or whatever. Sure. And I'm not saying I'm not expecting him. I'm not expecting him to give some rah-rah speech to the media. But if he did, I wouldn't hate it. But if you're going to walk back to the locker room after that Raiders game, be like, how about the fucking Steelers? Come on, dude. Like, again, you've never won I mean, shit, man. Like, okay, okay, I, you got I get some trophies saying, on your wall. Who gives a shit? The, the Steelers were picked to lose that game. The Steelers do not perform typically well on the West Coast. Okay. God. And 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 he's trying to generate some momentum. So I understand. Yeah. I, the, I, the I get both sides of that. There. I understand he the intention there. Looking at the camera, though. He wasn't, he wasn't talking to his teammates. It didn't bother me any. I, I, I mean, I, I think, I know, think what we the, winning in this league is hard. And when is. you when you win, you walk off the field, you've accomplished something. I, I Scarps, I agree with what you're saying. I, I could do without it. But at the same time, OK, he just battled his ass off for 60 minutes. He, he fine. You know, and it was a great crowd there for the Steelers. But it was I, I, it was 60 know. 40. Um, it, you know, yeah. Raiders, people that I talked yeah. to who were there were like, yeah, it was, it was literally 40 percent Steelers fans. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Um, and then, and and when the the Raiders fans left, in the they told me at the beginning of the third quarter, Raiders fans are starting to leave. I was like, "You've got to be fucking kidding me!" Why? Hey Noah, go look at TJ Watt's stats in playoff games, then come back to me. What? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's not all TJ's fault, but no, anyway, no. I, I, you I, know, Tomlin. Tomlin has been has been two and six in his career uh, yep. a, a few times now. Okay. And managed to pull pull it out of the fire. And he was two and six last year. So I, I disagree with Scarps in so much as to say that this is uncharted waters. I do think what makes this season different is we've taken a couple of serious fucking ass whoopings. Serious ass beatings. Yeah. yeah. Not that, close losses, not tough no. battles, just just ass kickings. No, and yeah. it and it was it was you could accept that it happened versus the 49ers because they're such a good team. You hated it. You fucking hated it. Mm-hmm. But it was like, okay, the Steelers aren't really that good. We knew they weren't going to be great, but we thought they'd be a little more competitive than this. This is embarrassing. But the Texans are a young team, young team with a rookie quarterback that we should have, we should have put up a better, a better game versus Ian. What's up? No, no, I was, I was pointing at you that this is exactly the point I was going to make that the, the, Last year we got our ass kicked twice, but it was by Buffalo and Philadelphia, right? And they were Super Bowl contenders. Yeah, you could kind of swallow that. Same with San Francisco this year. Like they made the AFC champ or they made the NFC Championship game right. last year. They're a great you, team. You could say they're you know they're a Super Bowl contender this year. I think I picked them in our preseason to make the Super Bowl. So, um, but you know, like that, you could kind of swallow. You didn't like it, but you could swallow it. But getting your ass kicked like that by the Houston friggin' Texans, who picked second in the draft, like yeah. that sucks ass. Like that's just terrible. That yeah. should never and, happen. And, so, and the Texans, as yeah. as Ian, as excuse me, as Ryan likes to put it every week when we play some team that whoops our ass. The Texans are what I thought the Steelers were going to be. They are a good young team with a good core of talent that's going to make it exciting. They may not be a contender, but they're going to give their their fans something to believe in every week, and it's going to be exciting to watch, and it's going to be fun. You know, that's what I thought the Steelers were going to be this year, and they're not. This is not fucking fun. I don't know about you guys. No, this is not even close. Uh, I I mean, and and that's, I I think what's frustrating is then 
you know, we, we watch these other games and we see, we see Josh Dobbs, God love him. I mean, Josh Dobbs put up more points against the Niners with Arizona than we were able to put up against the Niners, you know, at home. I, I, I mean, we see all these other, these quarterbacks that just show up and they're able to at least put some points on the board and move the ball a little bit. And, and I'm not totally ragging on Kenny Pickett because I keep saying quarterbacks, but I, I, just offenses in general. Um, I know, it's okay. You should, you should rag on Kenny Pickett a little well, bit. Pickett, Pickett's Ian, not. I wanted I wanted Ian to give you a, a shot at answering that question because I haven't gotten it to Ian, you Ian, my yet. bad, dude. Uh, That's all good. In terms of, of Pickett, I, I mean, are, are you seeing the same regression that I am? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's he's not willing to stand in there at all. He looks for his first read and then panics. There's just nothing. You know, he doesn't go through his progressions. He's not stepping up in the pocket. It's my first read's not there. I got to get out of here. Yep. And he's compounding the problem by yes. running himself into pressure and just trying to escape any way he can rather than like actually looking around at his surroundings and seeing where the right place is to go. And it wasn't just the fourth down play where he got hurt. There were other plays too, where he ran himself into more trouble than where he was if he had just stayed in the pocket. And yeah, I I don't know if, I mean, that that touchdown against the Raiders that he threw to Calvin Austin, he stood in there and took a shot. Yes. And... Took a shot to make a throw, which is what you have to do in and, this. And league. he did it later in the game too. On a, on a, I don't think it was a touchdown. It was a big play that he stood in there, got decked, he completed the pass. Yeah, and like, like, what happened to that guy? You yeah, know? I, I don't know. He's, he's playing scared right now, which you can't play scared. Like playing scared is why Mason Rudolph got benched for Duck Hodges, right? That's why Duck Hodges looked better than Mason because he wasn't afraid. And he sucked, but he wasn't afraid to make mistakes. He wasn't afraid. No, I mean, let's be honest. He was terrible, but he wasn't afraid to make mistakes. <laughs> he was bad. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, nevertheless, I... like Kenny's Kenny's just playing scared right now. And, you know, I, I think to part of that, I said in my prediction last week that the Texans had no fear. They were going to come out and play YOLO ball and they were just going to take shots. And if it got intercepted or if it was completed or whatever, like Stroud missed some passes really bad. There were some, but there were some really darn good But he good hit some really damn true. good ones too. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. That, dude that, is, that guy is not normal. That is no, not He's got a beautiful normal. touch on the ball. Oh my God, doesn't he? I, yeah. I like and that. And his, his throwing I mean, motion is so efficient. My, it's just like, it's a flick yeah, of the My only knock on that kid at all is his size. He's just, he's not very big. Yeah, you when know? when he gets his his body out of position, and we saw this two or three times, he 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 doesn't throw the ball well. But man, when he gets in position, woof. yeah, yeah. Well, uh, and and that that brings up another point about Kenny though. That like Kenny, he's looking at his first read. He drops back. He sets his feet. He doesn't know how to reset his feet to another location, yes. and like look at the other side of the field. It's one side of the field. My feet are set there. He he's got to learn how to reset himself in the pocket or step up, whatever it is. It, it's mechanics. His mechanics are terrible really, right really now. He needs – but and, okay. and sorry, God. No, go no, you. Well, no, he – you know, his, 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 his fucking throwing expert doctor, whoever works with him, can get, can go on 93.7 The Fan and tweet how great he is, whatever. But, but anybody watches that game sees he struggles with his yeah. mechanics. Like yeah. he needs a, he needs a real professional his, his to, to work especially. with him. Yeah. He needs a real QB coach. That's not 
fucking 800 years old and and his you know like 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 they like if they really want to set this dude up for success they would they would bring in a young guy to help him with his mechanics as a QB coach and a young coordinator to 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 help this offense and you know what and I I think about this all the time is that if if you go back and look at Kenny Pickett's career he peaked as a freshman when Pitt beat number 2 Miami at, in, at Heinz Field, and then he sucked for a couple years, and then he had an amazing senior season because he was 800 years old, and he played in a weak <laughs> ACC or whatever. And right? he played a, he played in a weak ACC, and what's he doing now? He's trying to play. He's trying to play like he did in the ACC, and what he got away with in the ACC, he's not going to be Doesn't able to get away with now. Fucking, yeah. He is not Josh Allen. He is not Patrick Mahomes. He's not Jalen Hurts. And you know what? We, You know what? I joke about it and say he'll never be Joe Burrow. We can only hope he's Joe Burrow, not hurt Joe Burrow. <laughs> but Joe Burrow, Ben, you talk about this all the time. He throws with the anticipation. He trusts exactly. his instincts. And Kenny Pickett doesn't do any of that. And this coaching staff and coordinator – are not helping him. And I no. don't understand why yes. you invest in a first round pick like that and not try, not try to set him up to succeed. The Steelers have two quarterbacks coaches, two. They have a quarterbacks coach and they have an assistant quarterbacks coach. Mm-hmm. So it's not like they're understaffed there. That's not really the issue. I, I think it's, it's probably a question of the right coaches. I agree with you, but where I wanted to go before when we were, when Ian was talking about this was, you know, he was talking about uh, basically Pickett playing within the structure, not going off script. Off script, Pickett has better numbers than yes. he does when he's playing in the pocket. Yeah. Much better. And yep. and it, it occurs to me that that's what he wants to do, not just because that's where his comfort level is, but because that's where he's experienced the most success as a, as a professional. Unfortunately, what he keeps doing is trying to roll himself out of the pocket and running at rushers, which is that's a problem. It's not a winning proposition. He's got to get past that crap, especially that spin move. That cannot happen. If you recall last year versus Baltimore, when he threw that that touchdown pass to Najee to win the game, Mm -hmm. he almost got sacked that way. And he got away on a spin move. Remember, he got away. Yeah, yeah, it was close. It was damn close, but he got away. So and we we got the we got the win. So we were like, ah, Mister Clutch, fuck yeah, this is great. He's already got. <laughs> has he got four or five game winning comeback, um, game winning drives already? Uh, I want to say it's four. Yeah, you're right. It's I want to say it's five. But but it, but he here, has here's... regressed. He has regressed. I agree with you. What I don't what? see here is there has been an investment in coaching in terms of like trying to invest in Pickett and trying to bring him along. All of that mm-hmm. is there. I just don't think it's the right people because his footwork, I, I agree. his footwork is terrible. One, one quick thing. And, and I'll shut up for a while. Um, yes, you are right, Ben. They have two assistant quarterbacks coaches. Well, Mike Sullivan, and I, I don't have a problem with Mike Sullivan. He's older, but it's fine. But David Corley is their other one. Right. Any, I, any idea where he went to college? Uh, any William idea where he I'm going to guess it's somewhere William within Mary? the Oh, yeah, area. he played at William & Mary. Who, oh, who else God. played at William & Mary? Sean McDermott? Uh, Sean McDermott. <laughs> who was his teammate? 
Who is his teammate? Um, JJ Watt, Tomlin. Uh, here's here's more to the picket thing. Look, we all know in the NFL you got to be able to throw from the pocket. That said. Why in the hell? You don't aren't... anymore, man. You well, don't. But, but right, pocket they, passers, they're... pocket passers are going are going the way of the dinosaur. No, no, and it's I, it's I, this it's it's a short passing game now with yes. spread offenses. This this is something we didn't think we were going to see ten years ago. We were like, mm-hmm. ah, they'll never do that in the NFL because it just right. doesn't work. Blah blah blah. Well, guess what? They're all doing it because they're all trying to copy Kansas City because that's the guy they have there. So right, therefore, why not? Why is this coordinator not designing more <laughs> out-of-pocket stuff for this kid if that's what he does well? Does he design anything? I don't know. I, 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 I don't know I, if he I, designs I don't know breakfast. either. He, I, I, you, will not, you will not convince me. You will not convince me that they run more than six or seven pass plays a game. All they do is change the formation to the other yeah. side and run the same yeah. fucking play. Yeah. And they've been doing it now for two and a half years. And I... I lose my shit. I'm like, I know what he's going to do. Like they, yes. they line up and I'm like, fuck, I know what he's going to do. Yes. I, I fucking know me. I'm not a guy who spent all week watching film, looking for tendencies. Me, some fucking guy who's 55 years old watching the fucking Steelers and then watching some all 22, a couple or three times. I fucking know what they're going to do. It's that predictable. Me. This is bullshit. Right. right. Yeah. No, I, I, I don't know what else is. To be to be said on that particular Sorry. issue. God, well, as a segue, yeah. If you remember the movie Idiocracy, which was a Mike Judge production, that yeah. was fantastic. Yes, where uh, who is it? Luke Wilson was in it, and he Luke was Wilson, a yeah, yeah. He was a, a mediocre soldier in the army and got put in a cryo freeze for five hundred years, and then woke up and was in the future where everyone was stupid. So in that movie, the number one he goes his name Mountain Dew. Yes, <laughs> but Luke Wilson goes into a movie theater, and the the voiceover is like the number one movie in America was called Ass, and that's all that it was. It just shows this giant ass on screen. Like that's all it was for ninety minutes, and it won eight Oscars, including best screenplay. Like that's what watching the Steelers is like right now. It's yeah. like you sit there and just watch Ass for. 90 minutes and you're like well okay (laughs) yeah um i mean that that is a fine analogy i appreciate that but it it, it, it's fucking upsetting on sundays yes because because there are points where i'm like i i can't i can't watch another fucking two quarters of this bullshit i i just can't but i have to but you do yeah absolutely it's it's just insane um, I, I never dreamed it would be like this, but what the hell are you going to do? Um, de- defensively, um, you know, we heard some rumbles this week that Joy Porter Jr. might get some more snaps this week. I, I you know, at this point, you got anything to lose? I, I mean, no, no, play the kid. I mean, no, you, you have absolutely nothing to fucking lose. And, and, and that's and like the only, the only hard part about that decision is who do you bench? Patrick Peterson. Peterson or Wallace? Honestly, uh, I don't know which one I'd yeah. bench. <laughs> which one? I mean, it's like, oh, God, that's a really hard call. Um, Jeez. Uh, I don't know. Well, um, they, they did claim that Desmond King's going to get some snaps on D this week. Now, well, we don't that, know. That's all well and good, oh, man. We don't know if it's boundary or slot. Off the Titanic. 
it, well, it'll definitely be as a slot. Um, he's he's listed as the co-starter now at the slot with Sullivan with Shannon Sullivan. Yeah. So um, yeah. Sullivan's been incredibly under. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They they never should let Mike Hilton leave. We should all mm-hmm. just face it. They should have just paid the guy, and they nah, he, he didn't sucks. want to because he was because they're cheap. Well, he wasn't just he wasn't just a good nickel corner on their first two downs. He was a great blitzer. Yes. Yep. And we're missing that right now. And and they thought that he would be easy to replace, and obviously he's not. Um, but I digress. Yeah, starting Joey Porter, you really have nothing to fucking lose. What he's gonna make some mistakes. Yeah, and of course. I mean, right. can it is it gonna be worse? Watching some kid learn through his mistakes than watching this shit we're watching right now where where wide receivers are running open in the field with a, a cornerback two or three steps behind them trying to catch them. Yeah. I mean, I'm so, sick and tired of trail technique. Patrick oh, my God. Dude, I, 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 right? Yes. It's it's just so it, it's yeah. like it's like watching. Remember Lawrence Timmons at the end of his career? Yes. Yeah. Oh when he my was God. He he used to be. He was good at trail technique early in his career with running backs and tight ends, and so it's just like, yeah, you know, whatever. It's gonna be fine. No, and then he got old, and he just couldn't fucking do it anymore. So they just started throwing at him, and, throwing at him, and throwing at him, and yep. throwing at him. You know who else played trail technique all the time was Mike Mitchell. Yeah, well, you know, Mike Mitchell was really good at playing strong safety. He also played unfortunately they lined him up at free safety. Speaking of which, since this is a good segue, Minka Fitzpatrick. All right, all right. <sighs> they've uh, in the three safety sets they've moved him to a kind of a rover position so that he can handle he can help them with underneath coverage, mm-hmm. and they've moved KZ to free safety. Uh huh. What that does since Minka is an elite free safety and not an elite box safety is diminish the defensive backfield instead of making it better. They should put him back at free mm-hmm. where he plays his best. where we can see the whole field, call the ball, call the play, call the, tell the DBs where to be. It could, it also could be communication. I don't know, but he should be back there calling it. And he well, should be free because he has a, a greater net impact as a free safety than he does as a box safety. To, to that point, Ben, you know, this goes to all you guys. I, I don't remember seeing our, our linebackers and our DBs constantly communicating in a way that tells me they don't know what the fuck they're doing. I mean, it, it's wow, common. Mark, Mark, it's common. Swearing on, yeah, I know. I, I, I used an F word. I, I, it's always common to see your guys communicate. You want to see that? That's normal. But it always looks like our, our guys are looking back at each other, like you're supposed to be there, or I'm supposed to be here, and you're there. It's just, it's like and, constant. Scarbs. Yeah, and and I'm gonna, and I've said this on the show. I, I. I think Minka is overrated to an extent. I I hate the fact that the Steelers fans lump him in with Polamalu. When to, to me that that's a, that's a joke. Um, I think Minka is opportunistic, and I think he's benefited from being around the ball in mm-hmm. 
he knows where the ball's situation. Go. And, when he, and when I'm and I'm not free, saying I, and I'm not faulting him for that. I'm not faulting him for that. I'm just saying that I don't think he's good. He's as good as people think. Do I agree that they're that they're not putting him in the best position? Yes, and that blows my mind because it's like, why wouldn't you use the guy in the best in in the best light? So then, this I've said this many many times on the show. I would rather have one amazing all pro player and 10 guys that are okay. As long as they're working together, they're all on the same page and they Mm -hmm. all know where to be. This defense has an all pro and Minka. I never said he wasn't an all pro. Okay. TJ and may, and maybe cam and cam's older. Now I don't know what he's going to have. Cam's not going to be an all pro this year. I don't no, know what he's going to no, have no. left in the tank when he comes back. So they have two all-pro players, and the rest, besides Highsmith, are whatever. And they're not on the same page. And they're not – It's it. It's I, think, ter- I think you the, the point ter- you just it's made – It's terrible. The point you just made is They're is trash. Key. The point you just made is key. Because there are players that are not trash, okay? You have Keanu Benton. You have Marvin Leal, okay? These are good players, good young players, I might add. Um, you have Marcus Golden, who's a pretty good backup. Uh, you have um, uh, KZ, who's a pretty good safety, in my opinion. Um, our corners are shit. Um, JPJ is a young player, and and he will get better. Uh, but they're not giving him any snaps, so how is he going to have an impact right mm-hmm. now? Uh, Minka is obviously an all-pro, but... The point being, and you you made this before, Scarps, and I agree with you. They're not on the same page. No, and that no. that is about coaching. That is about coaching. That is about watching film with your team and going, here's what they're gonna do. This this is your scouting report. Have you gone through this? Okay, and that gets back. I to want the you to point take earlier. a look at this. Go yeah, ahead. that that gets back to the point earlier about the Steelers aren't scheming and game planning for their opponents. They're just lining up and running their shit, and they're not even running it well. Like they're just yeah. letting. There was a pl- that there was a play. Somebody I don't remember which account it was that posted on Twitter. They're like, "Oh, look at this great throw from C.J. Stroud to the tight end down the middle of the field." He had five guys open on. <laughs> yeah, that I play. think Dane Derrick did that. And and the he threw it yeah. to arguably the most covered guy who was still yeah. two yards open. Was it five guys or four guys? It was a lot of fucking. Guys. It was at least they had. I, I remember. I was like, were open. We're, we're running a open. soft zone. It's like third yeah. and seven. And yeah, we're running this soft fucking zone, letting them get the first down, and then we're gonna tackle it. That yeah. that that was the plan, really. Yeah. That they're. It, it's like they, yeah. They're not they're not scheming for anything. They're not trying to take advantage of weaknesses. They're not trying to put their players in good positions. It's like they took their preseason game plan of vanilla defense and just kept playing it into the regular season. <laughs> yep. Two, two things. Terrell Austin, I'm sure he's a nice guy. He also played at the University of Pittsburgh, much like Kenny Pickett. Um, Terrell Austin was fired from the Bengals. Mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. they gave up 500 yards in three straight games, an right. NFL record. And they right. in the game before they gave up 500 yards, they played the Steelers and gave up like 480. Okay? <laughs> so it was really, really close. And then and he, got, he, and he got Detroit. Fi- he got – no, no, no. He was at Detroit first. He was much better in Detroit than he, than he, when he went to Cincinnati. And yeah. then after that happened, the Bengals – 
after they fired him, the Bengals gave up 100 yards less per game than they did without him. And then the Steelers looked at that and said, oh, shit, we should really hire this guy. And then the worst part about this is that the head coach is supposed to be the defensive mind. And this defense has underperformed besides 2019. This defense has been the weak spot when it matters most. That's what concerns me. Not only is the coordinator not the best fit, the head coach who prides himself on defense, who was the defensive coordinator for the Minnesota Vikings before he was hired here, and the defense sucks. Without LeBeau and without Troy and Farrier and Harrison. So you're you're Mike Tomlin, and we don't know exactly how it all went down. All I'm going to say is this. So you're Mike Tomlin. You got a choice between Brian Flores and and Terrell Austin. Okay? And and if he chose Terrell Austin over Brian Flores, then he's got a screw loose. Here's the problem. Why does he have a screw loose? Good, good, Ryan. Why does he have a screw loose? To take Terrell Austin over Brian Flores? Oh, excuse me. I thought you were saying the opposite. No, 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 no. no, no. I, I agree with you. And, and 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 Tomlin Tomlin did what he did because, frankly, in coaching circles, if you fire your coordinator in the middle of his contract and replace him with another guy you have internally, you muddy your reputation and nobody wants to go to work for you. Oh, fucking A. You're not I, wrong. I, I still would have done it. You're I still would have fucking done it. I've just been like, you know what? I got a guy who's really good. I can't let him go. If, I just can't. I got to find wrong. out. I got to figure out a way to do this. Right. I mean, and if, I'm if, doing it. You're not wrong. Here's the thing, though. The Steelers are so stuck in their stubborn ass ways. And you know what? It's ridiculous because they like, and I, they only, to me, they only hired Brian Flores for good PR. And that's not a bad thing. Okay. There was a lot of stuff going on with him in the league and, and they brought him on as a, as a senior defensive assistant. But listen, man, I, I, you don't need to be around the game too, too long to realize that Brian Flores is a much better defensive mind than, than Terrell Austin. And you know what? The Steelers are stubborn and said, well, we got this guy under contract for three years, so we got to keep him, Dale. Just like they're doing with Canada. And instead of actually keeping the best people, like tell me right now, Brian Flores doesn't have the best defense right now because he's in Minnesota. But right. you don't... Is this Austin's second year or is third? Third. Third. So they're, they're, third. they're on dueling contracts, both of them? I'm pretty sure. I could be well, wrong. I, but well, anyway, so could you like – Tell, don't tell me, check. don't tell me that Brian Flores wouldn't do a better job with this defense. One hundred percent agree with you. Yeah, Ian, I know you've been waiting to jump in there. Go oh ahead. yeah, I, I, I think your question's a little disingenuous because I think, I think. <laughs> How Art, dare you? I think Art had a lot of say in who the coordinators were. I mean, we've talked sure, about it ad nauseum on this show that, like, you know, he's on the committee that issued the report of like, oh, so many, we've wasted so much money on. Yeah, on all these coordinators that get fired so, second year yeah um the, the other the other thing i'm going to mention too is i i did some research this past week i posted it on slack and and i'll share it with our you know podcasting friends here in the chat and, those and all of you later. should feel honored with this information by yes the way. so we and Ryan hit the nail on the head though. The Steelers are stuck in this old way of thinking of like we need to find a guy who's going to be here forever. We need to find the next Dick LeBeau, but on offense or or whatever it is, right? But if you look around the league, 
16 teams, that's half the league, hired new offensive coordinators this year. 16 teams said, fuck you, up your ass with your memo, <laughs> finance committee. We're going to yeah. hire who we want. Because we're well, trying to win. Well, well, yes. yeah, part we're trying that, to fucking win. Yeah, I mean, I mean, part of that, two out of those were... Eric Bieniemy went to Washington, right. and Kansas City had to hire a new one. And then um, Shane Steichen, from who's Philadelphia's offensive coordinator, got hired as Indy's head coach. So, like, it wasn't everyone firing guys, but Kevin a lot of more went fired. to the Chargers. So, yeah, half, yeah, half the team turn over their OC. Yes. Yeah, half, half. half. Not only, not only did half the teams turn over their Excuse OCs half, this year, half the NFL, yeah, but fourteen hired new offensive coordinators last year. Nine of them are still employed. So that means 25 of the 32 teams, really 31 because Cal Shanahan's technically the offensive coordinator for San Francisco. Mm -hmm. So 25 out of 31 teams have hired new offensive coordinators in the last two years. Like that's 75% of the league yeah, has an offensive coordinator that's you, been there will, less than two years. You will never, years. ever convince me that it wasn't plainly fucking obvious in January that Matt Canada should have been fired. Oh, yeah. Needed to go. Yeah. Here's, and that it absolutely and that he was going eventually anyway. And that yeah. being the case, fucking but, fire him. But the, Acknowledge I think the, your the mistake and is, move on. I think the point is, uh, like, the data supports Ryan's point, though, that they're stuck in this old way of thinking of, oh, we're going to find a Dick LeBeau who can be here for 30 years as a coordinator. You, offensive coordinators turn no. over like crazy these days. Yep. It's either you're good and you get hired as a head coach, or you suck ass and you get fired and they hire somebody else. Like, those they, are the two options for offensive coordinators right they, now. Agree. The, the Eagles <laughs> lost both coordinators. Mm -hmm. Jonathan Gannon went to – became a head coach of the Cardinals and yep. they were supposed to suck ass and they're competing at every game with Josh Dobbs. And right. then Shane Steichen went good. to the Colts. Let's be frank. Josh Dobbs That's is not fine. good. They're and they competing. are competing. They are competing. Shane Steichen is at the Colts and yep. they're not supposed to be good either. And they're competing. So it's almost, and, and the Eagles are humming. It's like they didn't miss a beat. And then you look at Kellen Moore, and it's like, ah, shit, man, the Cowboys lost Kellen Moore. What are they going to do? So Mike McCarthy goes back to his roots and starts calling the plays. And Dallas, it, I know they, they had a mix-up against Arizona, but Dallas would beat the right. Steelers right now by 40 points. Like, let's be real yeah. here. Like, what, yeah. like, like, we, they're so, like, they like, they hire coaches based on, well, we need to hire somebody so when they come here, they don't ever go anywhere else. Um, and you know, it's like what? Do you, like, like, like I, I joked about this on the chat, but like, like you know, the Steelers have turned into Hotel California. We've only had three coaches here since 1969. It's like there's no, there is no reason why you have to, you have to do things the way you used to do. And if you don't continue, like they always say this. Oh, we continually evaluate our process. Bullshit. No, you don't. You do the same shit you've always done. And it's finally yeah. catching up with you. They, they changed some things this year. I'll give them credit for that. I, I don't think it was as successful in offseasons. We thought it was, obviously. Should we answer Melvin's question? Yes. Tackle uh, it. To Melvin's uh, question, Art ain't Dan. Uh, Art, Art, is not, uh, Art is not a football guy, Melvin. Art ain't Dan. Art is... Uh, Art's a lawyer by training, and uh, let's just—I know he's been—he's been on the job for twenty-five long years. Long time. Uh, he's been president of the of the team since two thousand and one. 
but um, and before that, he worked with the team, worked for the team. But he's not – he ain't that guy yet. Um, he's never going to be that guy. No, yeah. he's not. I mean, Dan, Dan, Dan came up yep. working for the team. Yep. Dan was the guy who at 21 told, told the head coach he couldn't cut players anymore until he came to the owners and told them who he was going to cut. <laughs> Okay. At 21 years old. Can you imagine at 21 years old going to the head coach and saying, you can't cut players until you ask me first. Imagine that shit. Yeah. (laughs) That's part of the whole idea that it's. I think that was Walt Kiesling as I read the story. (laughs) And who knows if that's actually true or if it's exaggerated or what the hell the deal was. But. No, that's the way it's written up, and um, Victor's right history, so it is what it is. Oh yeah, the uh, the Baltimore Ravens do come in this week, and um, you know they they had that stumble against the Colts. Otherwise, they've been playing pretty well. Beat uh, beat the Bengals on the road. Obviously, beat Cleveland last week. Now Cleveland, you know Deshaun Watson didn't play. They had a rookie at quarterback, so that makes a little bit of a difference. Unless you're the Steelers playing a rookie quarterback, um, but I digress. Um, you know, we've had you, Johnny, but he's not on here tonight. Well, he was <laughs> earlier, but yeah, was he? Uh, he was. Yeah, um, we've had some decent success against Lamar Jackson. How have we come to that, Ian? <laughs> I like how you just turned to me for the the stat questions. Um, well, not necessarily stat, or, or, but or how how have we been able to right to live? No, it's, it's yeah. actually it's accurate. Yeah. Um, the the thing the Steelers have always done against Lamar in the past is they've used their outside linebackers as essentially the quarterback spies as contains that. I mean, there were plays when Bud Dupree was here that Lamar handed the ball off and Dupree just went straight and pushed Lamar. Like that. He was basically like, I'm going to be here all game targeting you no matter what you do with the ball. And they've, they've used their outside linebackers. You know, like I tried to misspell the word and it still is cutting it out because it won't allow profanity. Fuck you, Johnny. <laughs> All <laughs> the right. Chat won't allow profanity. Sorry. <laughs> really? Yeah, well, you got it in either way, baby. Okay. <laughs> Love it. Um, the other thing I'll say though, is that the Ravens offense this year is a little bit different than it, it was is. in the past. Yep. They, they've run a lot more outside and, you sat through that eye gougingly painful experience against Houston. You saw them run pretty damn well to the outside. Everybody has that. Yeah. Every, everybody has, I mean, the The Niners did it. Niners did the Browns were doing it. Yeah. I mean, mean, basically what you do is you, you line up a bunch, you line up a bunch formation on that side. So you can funnel, the the outside linebacker out this way and then you run past him yeah and it's working repeatedly or you run a counter play and and over and over and over and until we prove we can stop it they're gonna keep keep running that shit and our guys on the on the perimeter especially our cornerbacks are not great at tackling this year it's not this is not fun to watch. Well, how, how many times has Levi Wallace given up contain on the outside? My God. Dude. Oh, yeah. So and actually, I mean, Joy Porter did last week too. Oh no. I, he's not the only one. Yeah. Um, Ian, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh yeah. So, I mean, if, if the Ravens are smart, they'll just hammer the ground game with outside runs 
and then you know they'll send Lamar on a sprint out to the edge and I mean we've seen him do it in the past against other teams you know he can stop on a dime pull up and throw a ball downfield to Mark Andrews or whoever else and now he actually has a pretty good receiver in um, Flowers from uh, Boston College so Mm -hmm. there's that too so yeah I mean this has the potential to be really really friggin ugly the other side of it is though for some reason we have like laid absolute turds in games before the Ravens in the past and then come back and been like, Oh yeah, 23 to 20 and overtime we beat them. And, yep. and it's just like, I mean, this is going to be a physical game. Harbaugh gets his teams up for these games. Yep. I mean, Harbaugh has beaten us with friggin' Ryan Mallet at quarterback before. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, I mean, he, he, he gets his teams up for these games. These games and are always fucking close. They're always hard. I, 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 yeah. We yeah. we're going to, we're going to have to match the intensity and the Steelers have not shown yet this year they have that they have that next level gear of intensity so they have yeah. to come my out hope in is this that game. this week is my hope is that this week is good for them in that yeah. way yes because yeah, they have not true. shown that next level intensity i agree with you they have not risen to the occasion even once even versus I, fucking oakland like it's like okay well you guys are doing just enough to beat the oakland raiders who suck the uh, I'll say this too: Baltimore's defense for all the injuries, playing pretty well. They're getting you know, a lot of guys back this week. They they are. They're getting guys back. I think they're uh, they're like seventh maybe in the league overall right now. They've they have a, a really good pair of inside linebackers. Their linebackers yep. fucking rock. Yeah. Yep. And and I it's it's gonna be whether whether Kenny goes whether Mitch goes it's gonna be another. A long day if if we can't establish some things uh, offensively. I know that, but um, yeah. So so here's 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 you know this is wild, but you know after the 2022 season, the Ravens said, you know what, our offensive coordinator Greg Roman just isn't cutting it, and they hired a new guy, and they brought in a guy. What a concept! You know, and they brought in a guy from Georgia. And his name, I was trying to talk shit, but his name is escaping my mind right now. Todd Monken. That's it, Todd Monken. Um, And as Ian said, it's not totally, totally different, but it's close. But here's the thing that's, here's the thing that scares me about this weekend is that I didn't think the Ravens had a chance. (laughs) Well, so I didn't think the Ravens had a chance last weekend in Cleveland because Cleveland's defense is playing so well. Right. And yet that offensive line, despite being banged up and he didn't have OBJ and didn't have Rashad Bateman and they moved the ball fluidly. He had some rushing touchdowns and 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 now they're only getting this week. Now they're only getting more people back against again, a wounded, a wounded animal in the Steelers. And, and we'll talk about this in, in our prediction, dude, missed a field goal. Um, talk about this in our predictions but this is not the this is not the same Lamar Jackson offense that you've seen nope. in recent years um and you know and I think that he feels and I know this is wild because it was more of a run first offense under Greg Roman but I feel that he is okay with running now because if the pass isn't there, he's fine with it. They ran so much under Roman that I think he, he, I think he was so determined to throw the ball. And now I think there's just much more freedom. They're on the same page. And 
I think this is a really good spot for the Ravens. And and that may have been part of the reason why he did end up re-signing with them. You know, maybe getting some uh, closet, not clauses, but commitments maybe to throw the ball a little bit more. I I, I don't know. It uh, doesn't seem like something Harbaugh would do per se, but be that as it may. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, uh, I agree with you guys. It seems like every time we play the Ravens, it's always close. So many of these three point games over the years. Um, and I, I think, uh, I think we're all many fans, especially, and I, I'm curious to know what it's been like in the locker room this week, but I, I'm, I'm hopefully they're fucking know. pissed. And like, feel like I don't, their manhood has been challenged, and they need to go out there and exert their physical will on somebody. I, I, I think that's well said, Ian. I, I think they they got the Steelers got to be tired of of hearing the fans come after them because that that was embarrassing. I, I mean, that was something when when your head coach says we were out physical and we're the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's something we're not used to hearing uh, ever. And when you hear, was he wrong? No, hell no, he wasn't wrong. Yeah. Uh, no, he, and, he was he was one hundred percent correct. Yes, and when you skip Mason Cole saying we were playing scared, like what the hell? Yeah, we were playing scared, and and Trubisky so saying straight up, we need to show more heart. Yeah, we need to show more heart on right. offense. Well, we're not Trubisky, doing that. He's a veteran. He's seen and this. The, and yet. the guy, the guy who did show some heart was Najee Harris, and it, it just didn't seem like the rest of the offense had that same sense of urgency. It just are you didn't. Say, are you saying he showed heart because he had a half decent game? Like I don't understand. No, like, I am saying the dude came to play, but no I one else in that unit did. Than, than the other ten guys did. Okay, so so how did he come to play and got open holes if the other guys didn't come to play? I didn't say he got open holes. He got Should some he open had, holes. Oh, well, he had open he holes twice behind the line. Some, but he hit holes a hell of a lot harder. Did you notice that? He is a bum. He is a bust. Is I don't not. care. I'm not saying the guy Scarps, is... I, I'll give Scarps credit. He is sticking to his Najee takes. I'm I not love saying it. I'm the sticking guy... to my Kenny takes, too. That guy was never going to be the dude. Okay, yeah. He's well, never going know, to before, be. Before okay. Kenny got drafted, I was on this show saying Kenny is going to be a bottom 10 quarterback for his career. I will go on record as saying that now. You're not. All right? I remember. Well, that's where right, he is right now. That's definitely where he is right now. But... Najee, I'm not saying Najee's a great player. I am not going to say that because I, I think that Najee's in decline, as I have said. But he came with an intensity on Sunday that the rest of that unit did not have, that they are lacking. I, I agree with that. And I do. they need to fucking step up collectively. Those other 10 guys need to step up. George Pickens in particular. The, the maturity level. It 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 showed. It is lacking. It is lacking. Yep. Uh. In and look, you can feed him the ball all you want, but uh, yeah. Uh. You know what? I'll go first with predictions. I never go first, so oh, I'm going to do predictions. Then we'll hand it over. Oh, real, quick. Minutes, right? Ryan, real quick, as we head yeah. into as we head into this week, yeah. Ian is two and two. Okay. And the Just rest like of us are one and three. <laughs> Wait a minute! Aren't I two and two? I thought I was two and two. No, we're one and three for real. Yes. You writing this shit down? Yes. Because I pretty much put the same thing in the three points. Go ahead, Ben. You pick Steelers, Steelers, Raiders, Steelers. 
Steel Dad, you picked Niners, yeah. Browns, Steelers, Steelers. Yeah. Really? Yes. Son of a bitch. So <laughs> just just saying. I, have picked, I think I've picked the Steelers every week. The Steelers to beat the maybe I guess I did. Which is why yeah. you're two and two. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Just like All the right. team. Ride or die, baby. All right. Well, look. go ahead, Mark. Yeah, Take we're gonna we're, look. We're gonna play better because if we better. don't, I, we just are. And I'm not suggesting we're gonna win because we're not gonna win. Okay. The, the, there's oh, too he, much. There it is. Too much. <laughs> too much instability at the what quarterback an position. He's picking the fucking Ravens to win. I, what a dick. I am a rational thinking person. You're an asshole. And I'm sorry. That. You look at the key positions. They're just better at the key positions. Uh, I, but I think we'll play better, and I think ultimately we'll, we're going to lose 20 to 16. I'm Whatever, asshole. You yep. kids at home, follow me for more bus driving tri- tips. <laughs> <laughs> Ian, let's throw it to you. Me? Oh, shit. Okay. Well, <sighs> I was uh, – all right. I'm going to tell okay. a story, and then I'll – Story time with Ian, everyone. Story time. Story time. I was driving my kids to school this week. And uh, they were asking me about what team's records were and, you know, all that stuff. And I said, you know, we're, we're two and two and we're playing the Ravens this week. And, uh, you know, my, my oldest son, who's 12, asked what the Bengals record was. And I said one and three. And he was like, oh, so we're better than them. I was like, yeah. And then he's like, but we beat the Browns. And that doesn't really count because the Browns are just terrible. And then out of the back seat, my five-year-old who's in kindergarten just says, the Ravens suck. And I'm like, I almost crashed my car. I was like, my dude, yes, but also you're five and shouldn't say suck. But so Someone's been listening to the end of the podcast. <laughs> that being said, the Ravens suck. He was just like, the Ravens suck. And I was like. Where did that come from? Uh, at any rate, I just don't see a way, regardless of who plays quarterback, whether it's Kenny or Mitch, that they don't throw at least two yeah, interceptions pick in your this poison. game. And uh, the the Ravens, especially if Humphrey's back, I mean, and they've got Kyle Hamilton, they've got two good linebackers. I, I would love to see us match their intensity. I think it'll be close, but I just think, I mean, it's a quarterback league, and Lamar's just too, too good, especially running to the outside, to, to pick the Steelers this week. I freaking hate doing this. Yeah, but I keep no solace in I, this. Believe I, me, I do not either. Whatever, asshole. But also, <laughs> I mean, they've got Justin Tucker, which is really the X factor here too. Yeah. I'm gonna go. What what score did you pick, Mark? I said twenty to sixteen. I, twenty I, to sixteen. Yeah. All right, I'll go. I'll go. I think it's a five point spread right now. Yeah, too, I'll go Ravens twenty three. It was three and a half. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go Ravens twenty three. Steelers sixteen. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. Ben, go ahead. Uh, I I think that Kenny Pickett, as I mentioned before really really wants to play off script unfortunately i don't think that kenny is 
is talented enough physically to be that guy to carry his team right to wins playing off script um you know the guy we had for 18 years he was that guy and and he was really fucking good at it and we got spoiled and mm-hmm. if if plays broke down it's third and forever we were like yeah we got a shot got a shot it's gonna happen right 50 50 maybe but we got a right. shot here we got third and forever with Kenny. We're fucked. Um, so this offense gets into so many third and longs. Oh, oh it's, it's like you might I as well know. start Wait, a series of third show. nine. Sorry, yeah. it's another show. Now I'm not third. Not with third. Not no, third and seventeen. Yeah, we're that fucked. Too. That too. Um, but I, I think it's going to be a kicker fest. Uh, we got a couple of really, really good kickers. It'll Two be a, 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 a dueling kicker fest. I'm going to go. Oh fuck. I hate this. I'm going to go Ravens 21, winning at Old Hines 21 to 18. Wow. Wait, you said kicker fest and then pick the score that's divisible by seven. Well, no, he's going. He, he, seven he, field goals. He's going seven all field, field goals, goals baby. Yeah. He's going seven field goals to six field goals. Uh, Scarps. Um, this is not a good spot for the Steelers. Uh-oh. The Steelers are vulnerable Uh-oh. and many and so therefore are, they're going to win. Many have said this week that, you know, Mike Tomlin has them right where he wants them. And, and this is a game Tomlin wins, uh, but uh-uh, cut that bullshit. This is a Ravens smash spot. Lay it all on the points, baby. This is a 30 to 13 ass whooping at the artist formerly known as Heinz Field, as the stadium formerly known as Heinz Field. This is going to be bad. Really, really, it's very hurtful, Scarps. It's very hurtful. For your fantasy football team out there, I am I am laying down the Lamar Zay. Gus Edwards stack because it's going to be a really good day for the Baltimore Ravens. I'm not going to lie. When it opened, when it opens Ravens minus three and a half, I told my friends to take the Ravens and give the points. And if you don't think Harbs wants to really stick it to us and he doesn't smell blood, you're fucking crazy. Yeah. There's, there's blood in the water and he knows it. I agree with you. I I think so too. Um, Is Casey uh, available this evening? Always. Yeah. Casey. Love it. Love it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, live yeah, from George, his grave, I like that score better. Uh, live from his grave, uh, Mr. Casey Kasem. <laughs> Casey's coast to coast, American top party. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the week that was October 5th, 1989. Our favorite correspondent, Ryan, is once again back with us this week, and he writes, Dear Casey. Mama say, mama sa, mama kosa. Mama say, mama sa, mama kosa. No, those are not the names of the plays Matt Canada has implemented. Those are the lyrics to Michael Jackson's Wannabe Startin' Something, the first single of his 1983 album Thriller, one of the best-selling albums ever. It only went 34 times platinum. If only Matt Canada could have a millionth of the success Thriller had. Hey Matt, beat it. 
Casey, I'm sure you've heard by now that Spiro Ditas from CBS said that Canada told them in a production meeting that this offense wasn't built to come back from a big deficit. Today, Canada said those comments were taken out of context. He said he was referring to the 49ers game. Well, in that 49ers game, the Steelers were down 20 early in the fourth quarter. This past Sunday, the Steelers were down 17 early in the fourth quarter. Casey, I'm not that good at geometry, but I'm certain that whether you're down 20 or 17, you need at least three possessions to tie it. Hey, Matt, keep digging that hole while wearing that stupid-ass straw hat. (laughs) Speaking of unqualified offensive coordinators, Steelers Sunshine Twitter suggested that Ben Roethlisberger should be the Steelers' next OC. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. The guy that was the last one at the facility and the first one to leave would do a 180 and work 16 hours a day, you know, watching film, planning, and preparing. It's almost as if you have no idea who Ben was. He was not a film junkie, nor workout warrior, or master planner. He winged it better than most. And that's why we loved him. Because he just just went out there and did it. If you don't think he wanted to play in 2022, you're crazy. I'm sure he still feels a certain way about how it ended. If you think Ben would ever be the Steelers' offensive coordinator, you're running down a dream. (laughs) Well, Ryan, at number 26 this week, we have Tom Petty, but not the Heartbreakers. This is off Full Moon Fever, his first solo album, which features members of the Heartbreakers. But it wasn't Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Ryan, are you still listening? Are you paying attention? Did you get that? (laughs) Anyways, Ryan, here's running down a dream. Nice. Well done. And that's what we're doing. We're running down a dream. All right. Holy shit. Uh, wow. I, I, I seriously don't know why anyone. Listen. Yeah, go ahead. I know you're going to comment on this. Great, great players rarely make great coaches. Right. Just It just doesn't right. happen. Okay. There, there are exceptions to the rule. I think Rod Woodson was a pretty good coach. Um, but Tony Dungy talked about this when, when, People wanted Peyton Manning, uncoincidentally, to come back and be the offensive coordinator under Dungy. And Dungy said, yeah, I don't think Peyton would make a very good coach. And and the reason that great players don't make good coaches is they look at the game through the lens of what they can do, through their advanced abilities. Okay? And the other players aren't that fucking good. All right? So Ben looks at it from the standpoint of, I know I can do this. You should do it too. So in 2019, when Ben was an offensive consultant under Randy Fickner, and we had one of the worst offenses in the league, the worst red zone defense in, uh, excuse me, offense in the league. Uh, yeah, that, that was kind of a flash. It was kind of a, it was kind of a, 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 a glimpse of what mm-hmm. Ben would have been mm-hmm. like as an offensive coordinator mm-hmm. that season. We were fucking terrible. Yes, Ben drew up plays in the fucking in the dirt. Ben made shit up on the fly and it worked and we all loved it. But it was because Ben was super fucking talented and Ben could do that shit. Okay? Kenny is not Ben. Neither is Mitch. No. Lots of guys are not Ben. They don't have that arm strength. They don't have that arm ability. They don't have his know-how. They don't have his brain. And yeah, 
Scarps is right. He he came out and he would come out during the lockout year. He didn't put on fucking cleats and he admitted it. He admitted it to David Carr before the game. He said, I haven't put on cleats since January and it was the first preseason game. He hadn't done anything. He hadn't worked out at all the entire offseason. Just showed up, winged it, and balled out anyway because he's Ben. Most guys can't do that. And I'll stop there. No, I think that's a valid point in multiple sports too. Like the guys who are the really good coaches tend to be the guys who are like the role players. Like, yes. look at the NBA. Like Steve Kerr, one of the best coaches, was a role player on those yes. Bulls teams, right? That, you know, the guys who wound up being really good hockey coaches were like the third and fourth line grinders. Absolutely. They actually understood the structure of the game and what their role was within the structure. They might not have been the most talented, but even look at some of the the offensive coordinators around the league now. Right. Like we talked about Kellen Moore earlier. Yes, he got bagged from, you know, Dallas and went to where is he? The Chargers now. Yeah. Um, But like. He was not the most talented guy in the world, but he had it between the ears and he didn't suffer enough concussions to take that away that he could still understand how the structure of the game was supposed to work. That's what I was going to ask you. And I figured amongst the four of us, you'd know probably, but, but, you know, I was thinking like Doug Peterson was a backup QB, you know, in the NFL, I, I can't think of too many stars that have gone on to be, you know, really successful head football coaches. Nah. Um, yeah. it, it, it's, it's it not just, many. It doesn't happen very yeah. often. I mean, there are exceptions, even Mike oh, yeah. Singletary for a while, you were like, wow, this guy's may not be like a great X's and O's coach, but he's a great motivator. He might be a good head coach. And it didn't work out, but right. you know, you thought maybe, you know, and I would, yeah. I would also like to point out the Steelers, uh, rainbow lollipops and unicorns also <laughs> want Antonio Brown to be the next offensive coordinator yeah. and are tagging him in post they're because they're so desperate for attention that they want a psychotic well, X wide for... receiver <laughs> to be the next offensive uh, coordinator of the state. Hey, if you thought, you know what you Canada should do right now, dumb, right, is you, you should, you should tweet at him. <laughs> Tell him that I thought Haley made him this time. <laughs> Point being, and I, yeah. again, I, I yeah. agree with Scarps. You, they brought Carnell Lake back. They brought Joey Porter back. These are great Steelers. Yeah. We thought they were going to be great coaches. They weren't. Okay. They the weren't end. the worst, though. No, they weren't terrible, but no. they weren't great. No. Um, and both got booted. I mean, even Joe Green. Joe Green was a defensive line coach for the for the Steelers in the 80s and he wasn't good. I'm sorry. Mm. That that was I mean like he was a good motivator right. and I can see where Chuck wanted to hire him, but those were not good defensive lines. They weren't. They were terrible. And you got a guy who's going, "I was a great player. I can motivate you. We'll make this happen." Okay, I got it, but from a technique standpoint, you got to have a guy who can teach great technique. Agree. If mm-hmm. you want guys to exceed their abilities. And I, I don't think that Joe Green was that guy because, again, he looked at the game through the lens of what he could do physically. And he was so much better than the players around him that that's difficult for other guys to imitate and, and, and put themselves in that position. So, yeah. 
no, I, I, I'm just not a, I'm not, I'm always dubious when somebody says a player, a former player would make a really great coach. Yeah. Nah, like, Peyton Manning make, wouldn't be a fucking good coach. And he was the smartest quarterback I've ever nah, seen. He's much better on the, uh, you know why Manning Peyton Manning gets. was the smartest quarterback to ever play in the league? Why? Because biggest uh, forehead. No, because he bought or franchised oh. 30 pizza stores outside of Denver a month before Colorado legalized weed. Yeah, and that was pretty goddamn that smart. Makes Peyton Manning the smartest that quarterback is a to ever play in the league. Boss move. I right want to say something real quick. Eddie, yeah. Eddie Long's over here. Whoever Eddie, bless your heart, Eddie. Justin Fields was balling tonight, and I tweeted this earlier. Who knows what's going to happen with the Bears? Bald last week too. This off season, because the Bears have the first and second overall pick right now. Who yeah. knows what's going to happen? They first might go and hit. second. Yes. Yes. Who, whose picks do they own? Uh, uh, do they have Arizona's and theirs, or something. Uh, I I can't remember, but I know they have. Ian, you don't know picks. this off the top of your head? What the fuck? Um, okay. All right. No, they have Carolinas. 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 That's right. DJ Moore. So the. So the so regardless of who, whose picks they own, they might go quarterback, right? They might take Caleb Williams, whoever. So my yeah. point is that could bring in a different offensive coordinator. And I'm telling you this right now, if Luke Getze for the Bears, who's their OC right now, is available next year and he isn't brought to 3400 South Water Street for at least an interview, the Steelers are fucking insane. Well, like, Luke yeah. Getze would be great for Kenny Pickett. Luke Getze has Pittsburgh ties, and I'm yeah, fine with exactly Pittsburgh it. ties, and I'm fine with family if the guy is qualified. Right. Not because mm-hmm. the guy gave your kid a scholarship. I'm, I mean, like, let's be real here. Luke Getze, Steel Valley dude, I his mean, brother's I, coaching at Franklin Regional High School right he now. He played at Akron, Art. no big deal, with the there's rubber a, bowl, no Art. big deal. There's my Whippeal references Art. for Joe if he's still in the chat. <laughs> Art Deuce was in on on bringing uh, Canada in as the quarterbacks coach because he wanted to add that dynamic to the offense. Um, what dynamic? Yeah, what dynamic? I agree with you. He sucks. He's not a He's football guy. Fucking terrible. And even like Steelers fans who were so optimistic about Matt Canada and he was going to add, he's going to add emotion and play action. And I was hopeful. And then. What the fuck? He was a shitty uh, offensive coordinator in college. Why would he be better now? Yeah, yeah. And then no, we're gonna get out of here, everybody. Thanks so guy. much, everybody, for tuning in tonight. As usual, our wonderful regulars in the chat. Thank you guys, and uh, make sure you check out the website at steelcityblitz.com. Check us out on our socials at SC Blitz, and of course, Steel City Blitz mm-hmm. on Facebook and Instagram, and all that wonderful stuff. Uh, for these guys, this is me signing off on the SCB Steelers podcast presented by Deck Roofing Incorporated of South Florida. And hey, go Steelers. Send hate mail to Steel Dad. Ravens <laughs> suck. As always.